Star Wars 7x7, episode 255. Today, the shadow of malevolence. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Alan Voivod here with you for Star Wars 7x7, and we are kicking off with a fun fact for you, brought to you by the master musician John Williams himself. You know, sometimes I amaze even myself. I hope to heaven he says that to himself every once in a while. On this date in history, in 1977, John Williams finished recording and uh, conducting the score for the original Star Wars movie. Uh, just, yeah, mere two months before it came out. And we've got him starting work in London this summer, as we were talking about yesterday on the Force Awakens update, although the London Symphony Orchestra is not confirming that. In fact, they're saying there's been no announcement, so they are essentially denying it, but it's a, sort of a non-denial denial. But anyway... They are uh, they are gearing up for recording in the summertime, which is yeah, I think that's about the same time frame that we're looking at for getting it finished before the the final movie goes. So, right on. Let's hear it from Mr. Williams and his awesome, fantastic music, which we're probably going to get another taste of in about a month when we get a new trailer. But until then, we have to wait, and so we'll move on to life on Tweedoine. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Aha, and that's a clue to our trivia question from yesterday. Uh, but this tweet comes from Star Wars 7783, and they are tweeting all sorts of wonderful nostalgic stuff, including this, the soundtrack cover to Star Wars featuring Luke in a hot pink robe. What? And also Darth Vader with a pink lightsaber. This is a... A pretty bizarre album cover. <laughs> anyway, we've got the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. Wow, man. Stuff in the 70s was trippy. All right, let's see what we have in the swag bag today before we get to this episode's Force feature. That's no moon. All right, so I just mentioned Celebration earlier, or at least I think I did, <laughs> when I said we have a new uh, trailer coming soon. That was actually uh, with the idea that it's probably going to debut at Star Wars Celebration next month. So anyway, I had it in my mind, <laughs> at the very least. But for all of you going to Celebration and dressing up as either Jedi or Sith... This is something that you might want to check out if you haven't already. These are Force FX lightsabers, and they are the most realistic, authentic lightsabers around. And even if you aren't uh, doing cosplay or dressing up for the 501st or the uh, Rebel Legion, then this is something that you still want to have a look at. They've got authentic lightsabers for Darth Vader, for Anakin, for Luke, for Obi-Wan, for Kit Fisto, and for Darth Maul, though you actually have to buy two, so that way you get the full double-bladed saber effect. And you can check out the lightsaber handles and their blades via the blog post of the show's episode at SW7x7.com. Click through and you'll be able to read all the details and pick one up for yourself. And with that, we are going to dive into our Force feature. Now... We are doing a regular series called Canon Ketchup now that we have a much smaller canon to absorb, at least for the time being. Now, <laughs> we can actually try and absorb all of it as Star Wars fans. And even if you're not a fan of the cartoon series The Clone Wars, you may still want to know some vital facts that happen 
in the history between the Clone Wars, Attack of the Clones, I should say, and Revenge of the Sith, which is actually the Clone Wars, as it turns out. So this happens to be episode three of the first season. It's Shadow of Malevolence. It's the second of a three-episode arc in which a giant separatist capital ship has a huge ion cannon, and it's the first introduction of the ion cannon in the in the visual Star Wars universe, at least from a chronological standpoint. So now it's uh, now it's time for Anakin and the gang to go try and destroy this cannon. Which uh, spoiler alert? <laughs> give you a couple seconds. They do. They actually uh, destroy parts of the cannon and get it to malfunction and seriously damage Grievous's ship, General Grievous, that is, of course, and so he starts to retreat to Separatist space. But in the meantime, there are lots of elements that start to play on our nostalgia for the original trilogy, and I think this is a theme that we are starting to see in all non-original trilogy-related media, the fact that they're going to mine this sort of stuff to try and key in to our nostalgia and our happiness and joy over certain elements of the original trilogy. Because you don't really see them quoting lines from the from the prequel trilogies, or at least I haven't picked up on that yet. But, you know, you hear, I have a bad feeling about this, and you know it's coming from the original trilogy. We get Y-Wings for the first time. They're listed as being a new type of starfighter, so that's pretty exciting. I know Y-Wings have a very uh, passionate group of fans, so congratulations on getting the debut of the Y-Wings right here. Uh, You've got more classic lines like, Cut the chatter and watch those towers, boys, and loosen up, which are all from Star Wars. And from a certain point of view, of course, Obi-Wan's famous line from Jedi, and even the final scene of them looking out at the stars and contemplating their losses evokes the final scene of Empire as well. So a lot of coasting on the coattails of the original trilogy in this one. Hey, Rebel Rousers. Do you have a dock that you drop your phone into to play podcasts or stream music? I do, and it was supposed to make my life more convenient. But I have to walk over to it every few minutes for phone calls or text messages or to clear out notifications announcing that my troops were finished training in Star Wars Commander. But then we got the cool stream Duo, a little device that plugs into the 30-pin adapter on our music player and connects to my phone via Bluetooth. And voila! I've freed my phone from the dock while the podcast plays on. It's inexpensive and it works. Check it out at CoolStreamDuo.com. Hey, it's trivia time. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Last time we asked you who planned to pick up power converters at Tashi Station. That, of course, was Luke. Today's question, what defensive screens are strong enough to deflect any orbital bombardment? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Star Wars 7x7. The Force is my ally, and so are you, when you give Star Wars 7x7 a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. It means a lot, especially in helping me be discovered by more heroic people like you. For show notes, swag links, and our Star Wars breaking news Twitter feed, go to sw7x7.com. It's not a trap. It's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!